Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guests today are Don Fries and Bev Bo. They are the co-founders of Healthy World Sedona, and they're going to talk to you about how you can create community one small group at a time. Please welcome to the show. Nice to see you guys. How are you? Thank you so much, AJ. KJ, hey, what an honor, and we're so glad to be here today. Well, I'm so excited. Oh, Sedona, I've never been there, but all I've heard is amazing things about it. How lucky you are to live there. Well, there's an open invitation. So That's whenever right. you feel like it. Come <laughs> Didn't you guys at one point do a conference or do you still do a conference? Yeah, we did. We yeah. did. We'll talk about I'll talk that. about that. We just, did it for four years pre-COVID. Yeah. And then now we're doing a new thing, which we'll talk about as well. I can't wait to see your presentation. Thank you so much. So we thought we would start with just a little bit of history, just so folks understand what we're about and how we got there. And um, we're going to start with Don because that's really where our history started. So our history actually started uh, for me in terms of going whole food, plant-based and the whole lifestyle thing back in 1985 when I uh, was actually... The initiator was, I was at a uh, Friday evening uh, dinner at a pizza place with some friends of mine from work. And I was eating this large piece of pizza and it had gooey cheese kind of dripping all over it, off of it. And I said, there's something wrong here. And I don't really know what it is, but there's something wrong. Um, and I had grown up, grown up on a farm in Colorado and it was meat and dairy all the way. Thank you very much. But I ran into Dr. John McDougall's book, and uh, Chef AJ has interviewed him, so please watch any of those interviews. But a wonderful guy. Uh, that was his first book called The McDougall Plan. And I read it, and I said, geez, this makes sense. So starting in 1985, I switched 90-degree turn at 60 miles an hour, and I never looked back. And in terms of my story, it didn't start nearly so long ago, unfortunately. Um, I had eaten the standard American diet in in 20, 2008. Uh, I'd been married. My first husband passed away from type 1 diabetes. And I was in a sort of lonely place. And I met this guy, Don, who I was really charmed by. Yeah, that guy hey. was really charmed by there was just this one thing. He was vegan and he was so passionately vegan. I thought, well, this is not going to work unless one of us changes. And I thought it would be really good if he changed. So <laughs> I asked him, I said, well, is this your religion or something? What is this vegan thing? Because I thought I knew about health and ate well. And he says, oh, no, it's just science. So I said about finding the science to contradict him. The first book I read was The China Study by Dr. T. Colin Campbell, and that just blew my mind, and it actually turned me around. So I joined him in this effort and became another passionate plant-based person out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we've been on this journey together ever since. Right. So we came to Sedona, uh, pulled out of our respective employers actually on the same day in 2012, roughly. And we said, hmm, uh, what do we want to do now that we've built our home here in Sedona? We want to give back, pay it forward kind of thing to society because we've had very privileged and wonderful lives. 
And so we said, well, let's start a nonprofit and we'll call it Healthy World Sedona. And along with some other local residents here, we came up with our mission, which it still is, which is improving human, planetary, and animal health and welfare through a whole food, plant-based lifestyle. Right. So then we were faced with this question of how do we accomplish this mission? And that led us to what we did for four years, which is put on two live conferences back to back, the Sedona Veg Fest and the Sedona Health and Nutrition Conference, one for the Nutrition Conference for Medical Professionals, the Veg Fest for the general public. Mm -hmm. They were wonderful events. Yeah, I mean, uh, on the right, we usually did the Health and Nutrition Conference first. So these are the medical professionals. We got at least 100 each year with the live speakers and uh, went for two days, uh, had great discussions, uh, particularly at a deep, more PhD kind of, or MD kind of a discussion going on. And we had second and third year medical students there as well, usually 10 to 20 of them. And on the left side, our uh, subsequent uh, two days were the Veg Fest, where we packed it out at the Sedona Performing Arts Center every year and had like 750 people standing room only. It was an amazing uh, experience, which we really enjoyed. And then... Yeah, Uh, well, and people love the events we had, uh, not only the vendors and the food sampling and all of that. We had these great speakers. You see Brenda Davis here, Gene Bauer from Farm Sanctuary, Drs. Clapper and Esselstyn, Dr. Greger, among others. I mean, fabulous people. But then, come 2020... Ah, yes. That little spiked protein came uh, into the fore all the way around the world and changed all of our lives and uh, governmental policies and you name it. And we said, hmm, we're not going to probably be able to have live conferences from 2021 forward. And so we had to make some plans for an alternative Right. And and in many ways, this was a gift. It gave us a chance to pause and think about, okay, what's working, what's not working about what we're doing. And one of our common experiences was probably three or four months post-VegFest, we'd we'd run into people around town, uh, sometimes at the meat counter in the grocery store, and they'd they'd look at us with guilt and say, you know, I was just so into that and that was so wonderful. And I, I just um, I just couldn't stay with it. And it led us to think about this. This is a statistic I learned many years ago about what motivates people to change. And the statistic was 15% change based on data, 15% based on authority, and 70% based on emotion. And we realized that our our events were actually provided all three of those things, you know, lots of data. We had these wonderful authorities and this inspiring experience. But then what would happen is people would go back to their day-to-day lives and their emotions obviously were pulled in the direction of their friends and family. And I just want to point out in the slide before we go to the next one, that the China study, this is the very book, actually, that convinced Bev that, hmm, whole food, plant-based, uh, yeah, all the science is there. 
and he's a PhD out of Cornell, an emeritus professor. So uh, anyone who wants to really, really read up on, on the background, please read, please get that book from Amazon. You know, this slide is very interesting to me. If you don't mind me asking a question, I apologize for interrupting. I usually don't. But where did you get the data that 70% of people change on emotion? Because if that's true and only 15% change on the science, maybe we're we're working in the wrong direction to try to get people to change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which which is why we um, set up our subsequent um, Healthy World Vitality Plan for those very reasons. And we'll talk about that. Yeah, in terms of the where it came from, I'll tell you, and I I don't have the I can't cite the science on it. When I used to work in a healthcare system, and um, what this came from a conference actually of doctors that I was at, and that it just stayed with me. And they were talking about how to get, it actually wasn't how to get doctors to teach nutrition. It was how to get doctors to make evidence-based decisions in this case, but, uh, and how to get them to help patients change. But that's where it came from for me. So I can't vouch for it as in terms of giving you the reference, but I, I do think in my experience, it is what happens. So I've it's stayed with me. And I think I'll do a little Google searching after this. Uh, just and if we find it, um, Jeff AJ, then we'll send it to you. Yeah. Right. So, but, I would love to know because you know, when I, I when I used to I've been a vegan for almost 50 years, and of course I became vegan for ethical reasons. And when I used to table with like pictures of animals being tortured and abused, literally one person became vegan. But then when Forks Over Knives came out and it was like, hey, this is good for your health, that's when I noticed more people embracing it. Right. Well, and I think the I, I think it's all of these things. And I think the question we were really dealing with and, and really what led us to the Healthy World Vitality Plan is what enables people to sustain it? Because what the information is out there now. In fact, you know, we don't have to fly people across the country and pack them into an auditorium to find this information. It's It's so readily available. And in many ways, I've been like, and I think Don has has too, like T. Colin Campbell was when he wrote the China study. He says, okay, well, once I put this out there, people will understand and they'll change. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't change. Yes. I mean, some did, some smart people and doctors, but you're right. Yeah. Or if you're one of those people that's in the, I think we're both in the 15%, you know, for data. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, if the science says this, then I'm going to do this. But- I know a lot of people, I think we all know a lot of people who know the information. They'll say they know the information, but they say, I, ju I just can't do it. So what's that about? Yeah. So we need the community support around us. And, you know, a conference, a dynamic conferences, and both of ours were each year for four years, really motivate the speakers. You know, they get to shake their hands, get, you know, sign the book that they wrote, et cetera including uh, Dr. Greger, by the way, who, who just finished a fabulous new book called How Not to Age, which we can highly recommend to everyone because it lays out the science once again, but he has a video, which we'll send you a copy of later, a link um, that he did at a, a Back East that is very motivational because he's that kind of guy. He's just like you. He's very, uh, he's a very 
right on and stimulating guy. But then we wanted to provide at the local level or Zoom level, because we have participants around 21 states that sign into our classes, but we wanted people to feel part of a community. And that's one of the five factors, which we'll talk about in a minute, of um, optimal health. It's not just nutrition. Yeah, I think that was the real question we started grappling with in this pause that was given to us unasked for, but but we're grateful for it from COVID. COVID. And that was that, um, okay, what we can provide information, but what enables people to sustain this right. as they go about their day-to-day lives? Right. How do we create the, the, the uh, situation for them where they can keep that support going? Because we know we can get people excited and inspired. We know we can teach them facts and data, but how do we do that? So that's really what this program is about. So you learn about all these five pillars we'll talk about, and you have this community of 12 people, roughly, that were in this um, coach-led group that you went through this intensive study, um, but you get to know them uh, across all of those parameters. And you, you know, you know, let's say you come to a point where your family's giving you a heck about changing your lifestyle or, or whatever, and and you you call Susie and say, Susie, I'm about to fall off the wagon. I just I just don't have a recipe or I da, da, da. Susie, you know her and trust her. And she says, Okay, let's go for a walk in the morning. Let's uh let's let's do this and do that. You you can stay on the wagon here. So this these are the five areas that we cover each two weeks. And then eleventh week is sort of a wrap-up. Uh nutrition, of course, incredibly important. It's the foundation movement, daily exercise, etc. Inner harmony. How do you, um, uh, you know, stay calm and, and reduce stress, which, I mean, some stress actually is good and it's important that we all feel it, but you, it's the excess stress that you want to um, be able to mitigate. And of course, restorative sleep, which all of us need to clear our brain and and then community, which we were just talking about. Social connections. How do I how do I do this? And, uh, and how do I feel part of an ongoing community? And we do more things than just the uh, seminars. And we'll talk about that. Yeah. So here's the components of the vitality plan. The, the foundation of it is really an 11 week intensive and people go through that. What you see here on the right is the uh, page out of our workbook. So they have a workbook that they work through on at home and then they come together uh, on Zoom, in most cases, we do have one area where the groups are in person, but they come together, discuss what they've learned, discuss what's going on for them, how do they support each other. And it's really based on, we have a coach for each group, but it's really based on a peer coaching model. The, uh, our coach's charge is to help make peer coaches out of everyone in the group. So they are supporting each other. And we're going to share with you just a little bit about how that group works. We asked one of our groups, an early one, this one happened to be all women, although most of them aren't, but but, uh, we went, we asked them, talk about what this has meant to you. How does it work for you? So we're going to share a short little video. And they, in effect, we ask, we at the very beginning, we say, we hope that all of you, all 12 of you will become co-coaches of each other by the end of these 11 weeks. So here's, 
I don't know how I got into this group, but I really am so grateful uh, because it just gave me a community of people who under, I understand and who can give me empathy and shared experiences. And even more than that, it was, it's like, it's not just some information that's valuable. It's, it's on a, it's on a continuum. It's consistent. It's over time. It's, um, it's being responsible and uh, accountable and getting support in a really kind and uh, generous way from everybody. You know, it sort of started out as a class and it turned into so much more. Um, it's just lots of people are on the same journey and every one of them is just kind and willing to share and you know i think we've learned from each other i love the materials you know videos i sort of feeds the brain but um but i think you learn just as much from other participants uh a lot of times i would start things and then stop and it was sporadic but with this with the class and then the continued support i've been able to stay consistent with the behaviors and it's made such a difference and I was so desperate when I, at the beginning, you know, uh, last uh, March, I believe when it started. And I was so thrilled when I got the email about the class because I was searching for something that would give me the support. I mean, a lot of times, you know, we know things, I know things, however, implementing them is a whole nother story. And so this helped me implement them and keep it in place over time, which is practically a miracle. So yeah, I, I value this so much. And again, such a kind, kind group that is just so supportive. And I, that is just beyond um, anything I expected. Wonderful to have all these close friends that are so far away, <laughs> thousands of miles, hundreds of miles, never met each other, but um, it's a really wonderful community. So thank but you. Really what started my journey is my mother passed from Lewy body dementia. So my original focus was really brain health. And this plan has helped me tremendously to understand brain health and understand how all of the facets, the pillars go towards really, really helping with brain health. And I originally started out being a little frightened and scared um, of having that gene. But one thing I have learned is that I don't have to have that limit to me. And that just because I may have the gene due to family history, I can actually prevent it or reverse it. I can do something about it with following this plan. Just, um... I move more, I'm putting more variety in my food choices. Um, I'm trying to start the day with a short walk outside, you know, in nature and, and sort of a try, trying to start the day off right. Um, so yeah, so it's just the, it's the little things too, developing those habits and, and you sort of add one at a time. But I have also really, really enjoyed Coach Chris's cooking classes. Yeah. They Fabulous. I have gained so much confidence in the kitchen just by participating and learning how I can cook better and make easy lunches and just everything about the classes is so helpful. 
And I have cooked all my life. I was the family cook for a family of eight when I was growing up, studied nutrition in college 50 years ago. But I've learned so much from Chris's Lunch and Learns. Um, I'm, I'm doing even better now. So it's just wonderful. Yeah, like yeah, today, talk. I was just excited because I made this big salad with all these different colors. And I was like, oh, I got my rainbow salad. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're top-notch quality caliber speakers that the HWVP has in, you know, attending or coming to speak to us. I am so impressed by the doctors. I don't know how we're able to secure these amazing people who are super busy and have a lot on their plates and they come and speak to us and it's just been so educational and informational. It teaches you like nothing else how to integrate this lifestyle and this way of being into one's life. And um, it's just easy, supportive, um, the information is accessible. So uh, why not, why not do that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would tell my friends because change is hard and you need support. Change is very difficult. It's it's beyond uh, you know thinking what I could have done if I didn't have the support from this group. Say it's the best deal in town. There is no way you can get this quality of support, information, uh, instruction accountability for $40 a year. I mean, it's just amazing what a gift it is. And for all kinds of people who are maybe having issues with, you know, monetary issues, it's so doable. I, I started this lifestyle about six, seven years ago when the hospital started it. And, uh, you know, I followed through on that, but we just didn't have the community support, I mean, so hard to do it on your own, like you're saying, uh, Kayla, you know, without the community around you, it's, it's even totally different than what you are. And, and uh, just to have this lifestyle here with you group, for this group and the other groups I've been in, it's just such a support. And I feel like I've really progressed um, so much with this help of the all you. So go for it. Just do it, like the Nike logo says. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so here are uh, some of the coaches. We have more actually than this, but these are ones that are actively teaching mostly right now. And they they run the gambit in terms of their historical background. Yeah, you know, these these people, the coaching is not their, their original profession. We've got a lawyer, we've got an engineer, we've got a chef, we've got a nursing professor. So, the, the, the one thing they have in common is that they are all just dedicated and enthusiastic to helping people change to a healthy lifestyle. And they're willing to, the, we are an all volunteer organization, nobody gets paid. So these are all people and even our webmaster, you know, who donate their time. And Right. And we do have a, a training program for the coaches that we you know, put them through and ask, ask if they read some materials. And and so they're all consistent and they all, the most important thing is that each one of these of our coaches does lead personally the whole food plant-based oil-free lifestyle. So they're, they're on track. Right. Yeah. 
And then uh, a couple other components of the program, we do something we call monthly lunch and learn. You heard them mentioning that where we bring in speakers over Zoom mm -hmm. from all around. AJ, we hope that we can convince you to do one sometime. That sure. I mean, I'd love to. That yeah, would be fabulous. I'd love to have you. Yeah. And it can be, we do both just expert presentations and cooking demos because we're trying to, again, educate with information, but also with the how-to. And so, and then, and then we record all of them. That's what you see here. So on the website, our members can go back if they missed it because they were working or something, mm -hmm. they can go back and watch it or if they want to see it again. And we'll give you a little flavor for what happens. For in one, the... Yeah, one of our lunch and learns with Dr. Clapper, who you saw a picture of earlier. He's he's in this video. Oh, neat. Um, now, the grains, I would say, are totally flexible. They're not critical. Uh, um, you know, get your vegetables, your fruits, your legumes, uh, first, and then your grains are what you play with, uh, depending on your energy. By just adding um, citrus juice or vinegar to a salad or something where it's fresh, uh, it's not been cooked away, it actually um, helps stabilize your blood sugar. And um, and that's a good thing. So I just- So let's just start by rolling our shoulders forward, dropping the head down. We're gonna inhale and breathe up and roll the shoulders back. And as we do, let's go ahead and just take the hands down to the sides. And let's just shrug the shoulders down and lift your neck up out of your shoulders. Stay in uh, an erect spine. All right, we have our mise en place set up. We have a half a cup of cashews. Now, if you don't want to use all cashews, you can just take and cut that in half and then replace them with sunflower seeds. But today we're just going to use all cashews. And look we at have... this. It's just like a nice, nice consistency. No chunks of cashew in there at all. So yeah, we... and I guess, you know, my question, and I'm trying to like put it into words, but uh, something along the lines of, you know, like someone who is, you know, very into environmental science, but ignores animal agriculture and that impact on it. How do you respond to them or react to that? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's always hard, right, to try to educate people with, with a message that they don't necessarily want to hear, right? That is the question. Um, and, you know, when it comes to people that are, you know, care about the environment, um, a lot of times they really don't know. They don't know the truth. And I'm sure that um, many of you have come across this before that it's it's hard to believe you know the 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 scale of the um what i you know the the things that i was showing the scale of animal agriculture is so underappreciated i like to call it building flavor um in our foods and so you want to kind of try to have some of those ingredients in your dishes to make it more tasty and more enjoyable so i've just blended it together and that is sauce number one that I have ready to go 
when I heat up my pan and start preparing my stir fry. Well, welcome to the 21st century. We've stopped using our bodies. We sit all day. We sit when we eat. We sit when we travel. We sit when we work. We sit when we watch TV. We sit in the computer. We sit, we sit, we sit. And as a result, our bones are dissolving. Uh, uh, The osteopenia is largely disuse atrophy of the bones. And, and, And just taking calcium pills does not magically make your bones stronger. You got to start using them. You got to feed them right. You got to need a healthy whole food plant based diet like all the other tissues uh, for your bones. Uh, But you need to use your muscles every day uh, and for preferably for prolonged periods of time. So Uh, in my cookbook, I do have a recipe for um, for for lentils and for a lentil stew, but I'm going to do something that's not really a recipe. I'm just going to kind of use a formula. On a scale of one to 10, how familiar are you with the concept of insulin resistance? Uh, Insulin resistance being the main condition that we're going to be talking about, which sets the stage for prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. Yes, it was actually five years ago, almost to the day. And I know I was telling John and Bev, I've been getting little notifications of where I was five years ago. And I was actually on a cruise um, in the Baltic. Uh, The first night of the cruise, I lost the vision in my right eye. And I thought I was, you know, had a brain tumor and was dying. And come to find out a few months later, I had MS. And I was super fortunate to um, stumble upon a program that is, a treatment for MS or recovery from MS with a whole food plant-based diet and exercise and meditation and all these things that we go through in the Healthy World Vitality Plan. Um, they can reverse so many chronic diseases along with MS. So the cool thing is, is um, you know, five years ago, I definitely had uh, a lot of struggles uh, when I was first diagnosed, a lot of symptoms, and I've just been getting better and better every year. Um, and it really propelled me um, into the world of plant-based eating and and healing through lifestyle. And so I've been so lucky to be a coach with a Healthy World Vitality Plan. Hey, so that's the Lunch and Learn. And then one other thing component was we also do some master classes, which our deeper dives are taught by our coaches or sometimes even members into other things. So those are the pieces. Right. So the month, the lunch and learns just to re- refresh our monthly. So there's ongoing support and people from anywhere can sign in. Uh, and some of them have taken our, our 11 week uh, coursework three or four times, but because there, you, 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 there's so much to learn. You cannot learn it all. Well, and they want to keep in the community. I think that's. And it's community mm-hmm. that people feel drawn to. Yeah. And then we have a robust website. That's kind of the one-stop shop for signing up for things, for connecting with other people, accessing the workbook, et cetera. Yeah, Victoria Moran's coming on in January, actually. That's right. Um, and as uh, one of our members said in the, lunch in the video, $40 a year. So a good, a good value. It's a good value. Yeah. Oh, and once people pay that and become a member, they can access any of the things that we do for no additional costs a year for a year. And then we have intensives um, that are starting up. Uh, we do 
two intensive sessions a year, 11 week. Uh, one always starts in March and the other starts in September. So the one that we have uh, in March, uh, depending on when you see this video, um, or go to our website because usually the coaches have set up the, the specific times they're going to offer classes and dates. So it might be a Tuesday, Tuesdays at 10 Mountain Standard Time or whatever. Um, and some actually do it on weekends too. So hwvitality.com. Oh yeah. So go to H, any, anyone like, should go to hwvitality.com, read about what we do and check uh, on that, um, the homepage of that for the um, the next upcoming session. And also while you're at it, run over and look at the, um, uh, the settings or the, or the, what do we call it? The, the, the resources that I'm trying to think of the resources tab, which has all kinds of videos. Well, you have to be a member. So and I know, but once you mm -hmm. become a member, the resources tab will give you that. Um, and it actually exists on our healthy world Sedona site as well. So that's in a nutshell, in a nutshell, <laughs> what we're doing these what days. We're doing. Yeah. <laughs> that is really, really cool. And Oh, let me put myself back on. You can stop sharing screen if you like. Well, thank you for your work. How do people find you in general? Are they are they all over the United States and the world? They're all over oh, the United okay. States. We do have uh, some in Canada. We've had somebody in Costa Rica. I don't think anybody in Europe yet, but... But we're working on it. <laughs> but, you know, it's... I mean, we do put the word out in whatever way we can, but I have to say it's as much word of mouth as as anything else we do have a newsletter for healthy world sedona and so we promote there but i think i think again it's this emotion thing that people a friend calls a friend and said says we do this with me or i think you would really enjoy this or appreciate it or it would help you and right yeah and we ask even uh, uh bev has a tele telehealth uh relationship with a vegan doc and that doc even um has said she could and would write prescriptions sometimes just take this 11 week class and it's and and join the join the community so it's not just the class it's ongoing support month after month after month so you can um, not only get on the wagon with a lot of friends but you'll stay on it that is so cool i love it so can people join for like how, how, how is the joining? Is it monthly? Is it annually? Can they do a trial run? Annually, it's $40. Once $40. you pay the $40, you are in, in. for the year. That's very, very reasonable. That's like uh, $3 a month, three $3.30 a month. Basically. Right. Yeah. And it's, it, as that one lady said in the video, she, it is the best deal in town because it's so um, community oriented. And that's, that's what we want to build as a community of support for each other in all five areas, not just nutrition, but um, exercise, you know. And I, I I love that. Wow. So I guess, with, you know, in a price point like that, you probably have a great retention rate of your members. We do. People sign up again. And, you know, there have been a couple cases where people said $40 is hard for me. Well, we've, we've scholarship them. Basically. We actually comp them. So, so, so if, if that's a barrier for somebody, because we're not, 
we obviously are not in this to make money. It, it, the $40 doesn't fully cover our costs, but we have donations and things because there's people that believe in what we do. So. Yeah, our Zoom licenses for each coach uh, that we provide, I mean, it it chews up a couple of thousand dollars a year. I mean, so, but we, we do have um, people who believe in us and increasingly, and it's coming in more and more, they're, they're donating. Yeah, I, some of our members, when they sign up again, they'll add, you know, so we round it up to a hundred dollars or something. About our half, half of our budget is based on annual donations too. And so we, we're definitely solvent. We have solid, robust bank account, but we're not rolling in it. We're just, we're trying to do good, trying to pay it forward like the movie. Nice. I love that. Hey, I'd like to dive a little bit deeper into your story about when you guys met and you, you had said, well, one of us has to change and Bev, you were hoping it wasn't going to be you. So, so what was the time? I'd love to hear the time frame because people love to know when people went plant-based and why. And Don, you know, mentioned in ninth, I believe it was 1985 and he read a book by Dr. McDougall. So your story is a little bit different. Yeah. So I met Don in 2010 mm-hmm. and I, I think I mentioned earlier, I worked at a healthcare organization and it was, I was in the administrative side. I'm not a health professional, but um, a large hospital system. And I thought I was knowledgeable about nutrition and health and evidence-based everything, because that's what people talk about in healthcare systems. And so I was really uh, surprised because uh, I thought Don seemed pretty smart that he had gotten. <laughs> I that, seemed that way. Well, I just thought, how did he get bamboozled into believing that you had to eat this way? I mean, I of course is very arrogant. Thing. <laughs> I love that word bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, you know, he he was he was well meaning but misguided, and um, which is of course a very arrogant thing to think, <laughs> and so it was quite humbling to read the China study and then start reading other things and realize that I was, you know, it was a question that most people come up with. How did I not know this? How did I not know this? And, and particularly I mentioned my first husband passed away from type one diabetes and we ate as basically a paleo diet. That's what his doctors had recommended Mm -hmm. through through the years, and the ironically, the knowledge that might have helped my first husband live longer, I got from my second husband. So I don't know how that works, but <laughs> but uh, it, it just it's still shocking to me. This how do we not know this? I think about it all the time. Yeah, like Cyrus Kambata, who's one of the people that showed up in our video uh, as one of the presenters. He's he's actually a a PhD uh, scientist kind of guy, but he personally is living with type one diabetes, but he has mitigated nearly all of the symptoms. You never cure yourself from type one diabetes, but the amount of insulin he has to take is half or less of what he had before and all of the debilitating symptoms that might've led to um, his death and, and those with other others with type one could have been mitigated and he could still all these people could be alive and thriving today that have subsequently died one of our goals is to reduce unnecessary suffering in life right we're all human we bump against a tree we scratch our arms you know it hurts 
okay, those are inevitable. But those things that we can control and 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 live, we feel it's our obligation as coaches and whatnot to provide the op the knowledge, the latest science-based knowledge on optimal research, much like Dr. Greger does in his new book, How Not to Age. So if you give people the tools, not everyone's going to jump aboard, but a lot of people will. And you do it in a kind, supportive way, which is which our organization hopefully does. That's, that's how often do you guys have your meetings or events or your you, you said something like Chef Chris does a like is it like a lunch and learn? Right, right. So so the in addition to the eleven week intensive, which is just goes on twice a year, mm-hmm. we do month lunch and learns every month. Every month. Sometimes we do an extra if we have something going on that that somebody wants to offer. And then the master classes are scheduled usually during uh, the intensive session for people that want a deeper dive. Deeper dive. It, those are kind of one-off uh, things. Although some of them meet for, they might be a, th- a three or four week thing. Most of them are like a, a one or two session deal. <laughs> we really are an educational, rah-rah, supportive community Let's let's get around the campfire together. That that's the kind of organization we are. Oh, sounds amazing. It's too bad you guys can't all have like a little retreat in Sedona and meet in person at your house. Yeah. Well, we we do actually interestingly here quarterly potlucks, which have become quite famous in the uh, community around here. We have forty to fifty people that regularly show up. Is there a large vegan or plant based community in Sedona? It's growing. Yeah, I'd say yeah. it. it it's not it's not really evident in like, like out there but as don said we we routinely get 40 to 50 people at a potluck here and not everybody there is 100% wow. but there there are uh, there's a fair community and and it's a wonderful community on top of that yeah it, it just really. delightful people and and yeah, we just keep keep plugging away at it. So, well, I can't, I don't think you can really underestimate the importance of community. And I say that for a variety of reasons. I wrote about it many years ago in my book, The Secrets to Ultimate Weight Loss, what I call the seven C's to success. And community was a big one. And I that's why I moved. I mean, that's why I'm wearing a, a hat and a scarf, because I left the beautiful warmth of the desert to have okay. a plant-based community. Because when I left LA, LA was great. You know, big cities, people can generally find another vegan. You know, New York, Chicago, you know, I mean, there's vegans in the big city. But when we moved to Indio, there were like no vegans. There were no vegan doctors. I started a meetup, but it could never really get legs because many of the people that live in the desert are called snowbirds. So they're not there for the whole year. And, you know, we, we, I tried, I tried, I know there was a pandemic, but even before the whole year before, or even when it was kind of dying down, I just couldn't get traction. And I had heard and there's a lot of vegans up here because Linda Middlesworth, who's an 80 year old vegan, has an organization called uh, Sacramento Vegan Society. There's like 8,000 members. And I started my own called Healthy Living in Lincoln with Chef AJ. And I have almost 1,200 now. And we do potlucks every month and they're huge. And it's just, it, it's, it's just so heartwarming to see other people that eat like you, that believe what you believe and that have compassion for animals and care about planetary and human health. So thank you for what you're doing because it's very important and not everybody 
can have what I have here um, unless if they're welcome to move here. So it's, I think it's great what you're doing. That's phenomenal. 1,200 people. That is just, yes, yeah, yes, no, yes. we envy that. Of course, Sedona only has a population of 10,000. 10, so if we get 1,200, <laughs> we'll be doing but, but 50 people, we don't get, you know, so a lot of times we only get 50 people at a, at a meetup, but that's still, you know, that's amazing. You know, I, I just love what you're doing, but I, I can't help thinking about that slide. I'm so sorry. I'm obsessing about that slide because if people change because of emotion, wouldn't just showing everybody earth leagues make everybody vegan or I, I mean, I, cause I'd love to know why people don't do the right, what I think of as the right thing, not eating animals. Yeah. Well, people, uh, this society and we're all mistrained as I was, you know, growing up on a farm. I mean, I chopped off heads of chickens and stuff. I didn't think anything about it, but earthlings and others, you know, if you show that to some, somebody who's got the blinders on and they're saying, well, I'm not going to see that. Or I need, I need the, the protein. Where do you get your protein? Uh, all of these mythologies and, and, and stop thinking of other living beings as, as commodities, right? Except for your dog, of course, and, and your horse. Um, it's, it's crazy. So we need to re restructure our thinking that specifically to think that we are connected to every other living and non-living and inanimate thing, even the mountain next to you. We're all connected. And the more respectfully we treat all life around us, and the more we were are very likely to uh, to relate much better to human beings because they're a living being too, of course. And mm -hmm. what was it? Dr. Will Tuttle wrote a book called The uh, World Peace Diet. Amazing book, but it it, you know, you're probably aware of him. He gets it that we're all connected and the incidents of war and all the stupidity we see going on around us in Ukraine and you name it would be much, much reduced if we uh, all were plant-based. Yeah. I think, I think movie, uh, films like earthlings, I think some people definitely do change because of that. I think other people that the, the guilt and, and shame that just pushes them away. They just, they close their eyes tighter hmm. and it, it's like the, but the, the emotion that does work for them is, is wanting to be like their peers right? and that, that being pulled into the community of people. And I don't really know how that works, but I think that what we try to create is the positive emotion of, of, feeling a part of something larger than yourself and, and a, a member of member of the world community, yeah, the world community. And, and um, yeah, fear, guilt, and shame have their place, but I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Think, I don't think you can shame somebody into being vegan. <laughs> you know, I, I, Linda does that. Linda tries my dear friend, Linda, and it doesn't work. I mean, it just alienates your friends and family. You know, I think it would just be an example. Yeah. I mean, if we could, I'd be out there <laughs> with well, pictures of what goes on. What but. we do, but we support each year, a lot of organizations when we do our annual giving, right? With the IRA rollovers and all that, we give to organizations that are doing a lot of good, even on the legislative level, like PCRM with Dr. Neil Barnard. I mean, they're in there just calling uh, foul sometimes when the Department of Agriculture uh, does weird things. And right now, one of the things we, and we write about this in our monthly newsletter, things like uh, the um, 
the the next farm bill, right? Which is renewed every five years. That's where the subsidies get set for the meat and dairy industries and all others, which get 85 to 90% of all the agricultural subsidies. We as taxpayers give to the meat and dairy industry, dairy industry and, and fishing that uh, ironically contributes to the obesity, diabetes, heart disease, cancers, all other preventable conditions. Um, and it's all because we're not um, lobbying for change uh, at the financial level because, you know, money talks. And how do you help these producers transition? We talk about that yeah, quite a bit. That, too. That's something that's a big deal there because, you know, not all of them like can be like Howard Lyman, you know, I mean, there have been some farm. It's hard. When, when your money is, when you make your money doing something, it's, it's really hard for people to just yeah. hey, even with this information but you know the thing is is if, if there were more consumers demanding plants you know then they would produce that i i can't help thinking that food addiction plays a big part in why people have such a hard time giving up certain foods you know and but that's Absolutely. something that a lot of the, the, at least a lot of the vegan doctors don't address in my opinion that it's not real or that's because I, I don't get it. It's, you know, even if you wanted to be a junk food vegan, for example, there's nothing you can't have now that that's vegan, you know, the taste. I mean, I've never really tasted the fake meats because I didn't like meat when I ate it, but from people tell me like they taste delicious. Mm -hmm. Well, and that, you know, you've got a whole food industry, science based industry out there, chemically concocting these unhealthy foods to get people to eat them. So it's, it's hard for people. I think it, it is, you've got the, you got the social issues, you've got the food addiction and physical food addiction issues you're talking about. And so it's a, we're rolling a rock uphill, but it's a rock worth rolling. I think. Yeah. And the, the industry has gotten it in terms of providing foods that are that are that do the, the 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 magic three combined into one food it's salt oil and sugar yeah, so and so, salt. Mm -hmm. so we're sos free sos a nice acronym that's hard it's hard but yeah was it hard for you to change your diet because you didn't make the switch till like i guess it was 25 years after done yeah you know i was 60 61 years old right something in there so i'd been eating but you know well it wasn't it, it it was a little challenging, but partly because Don already knew how to cook this way. And so I, I didn't feel like I was just completely at sea, but I, I can remember having some, it, it wasn't hard for me to give up the food so much. I'll, I'll tell you how I thought about it. Uh, I thought in my mind, I have, I have come to a different country and because, you know, when you go to a foreign country, you look at what you say, oh, this is what they eat in this country. And they don't eat this thing, they eat that thing. And I just put in my mind, okay, I'm in a different country now. And what do, what do people eat in this country? And that was sort of my mental model. And it worked for me. And then it was, then it was more just a technical issue of figuring out how to do it and finding cookbooks and things. And of course now, what, 13 years later, it's so much easier. You, all you have to have is Google you, and you can put in whatever's in your refrigerator and oil-free and vegan, and you've got 10 recipes. So it's, it's uh, 
I think it's easy and it wasn't that it wasn't that hard for me. The mental part was just changing how I thought about it. And and 10 years, 10 days later, rather, eight to 10 days, your taste buds have evolved so much to where you can taste the subtle saltiness in a even a carrot and the sweetness in a carrot and other things. It so it does take that um just that time, that short time frame, and then suddenly you're, you're enjoying what you're eating. It's whole food, plant-based. It took me a while to really believe that I didn't need that protein. You know, it was yeah. so ingrained. And I, I thought, I I sort of was waiting to feel weak or something, <laughs> but that never happened. And it, and even the humble potato, I mean, all humans need to thrive with protein is like 10%. A uh, humble potato has 10% protein for crying out loud. So if you're eating isn't one, isn't Dr. Greger saying in his new book that we don't that we don't need as much? If... Yeah, yeah, we need um, sixty to eighty grams, I think, of protein a day. And if you do it in plant form, then you're avoiding the cholesterol, the growth hormones, the antibiotics, the the uh, environmental consequences. You're avoiding all of that, and it costs less. You you can in the article I'm writing for the January uh, newsletter, uh, we. You, your your average cost with a plant-based uh, lifestyle is roughly 30% less for, for a very complete and nutritious and wonderful diet. Bev um, has become just as excellent personal purveyor of plant-based foods. And that's because I watch people like Chef AJ. Yeah, she does. <laughs> well, well, speaking of your refrigerator, every guest on Chef AJ Live gets asked this question. What's in your refrigerator? What do you guys eat on a daily basis? And what do you do for exercise or movement? Well, okay. So for breakfast, almost all mornings, we have uh, our own form of oatmeal, which which is really a combination, combination. combination of rolled oats, steel cut oats, and oat groats. We we cook all three the together. Whole and so and some fruit. And for lunch, we this has been this last year we've right. transitioned to every day we have a Buddha bowl for lunch. That's, that's our largest meal of the day. And it's the largest a large meal. Buddha bowl. And it's and and you know the basis is always greens, kale and lettuce. And and usually carrots and some green onions and and tomatoes and things. And then what we change out is we have a different whole grain and a different bean with it and and some nuts and seeds. And so it's really a complete quinoa. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Whatever. So that that changes just enough. And and we'll add beets or we'll add this or that. So with our homemade oil-free salad dressing. Yeah, with a really good dressing. So so that's lunch every day. And then and dinners, dinners, a soup or something, you know, something light. That, yeah, lighter. Yeah, we've got a really good lentil soup in there right now. Uh, and uh, we're actually having people over for Christmas Eve dinner. Today. Yeah, and um, that's, we've got a tomato basil soup. So it's something like that in the evening. And I've been making sourdough bread too. So but that's. We, a, but we do follow the principles, which uh, other folks listening in can, can read, which is Dr. Bolshevitz's book. Uh, on you know the the gut what is fiber fueled fiber fueled is is the title of the book wonderful discussion about um, how fiber which if you eat 100 whole food plant based you're getting probably up to 100 grams of fiber a day I think the average American gets 10 or something very very low and we need that fiber to go all the way through to our lower intestine where 
the the microbes down there do this wonderful stuff producing what they call short chain fatty acids which then go into your vagus nerve and back to your brain so it literally they produce your mood they produce better decision making they help you be more calm it's all there uh they, you know because we're biologically frugivores which is a term that i have in one of the charts but we're, we're basically designed biologically to eat whole food plant-based and any random mix of veggies fruits grains fruit you know all of that you'll get by far enough protein and you'll be running on what dr mcdougall calls a starchivore diet you will be running on starch and your brain thrives on starch it runs on you know, carbohydrates, that's what your brain runs on. Absolutely. And that's why your brain is so sharp when you do your programs. Nice. And what do you guys do for exercise? We hike and walk mostly. Hike, hike and walk. We we have two gardens, not just one. Well, we couldn't have just one. And we, we live on three acres here. So we have um, uh, built uh, structures, you know, with even... 40% shade cloth on the lower one to, you know, from some of the intense sun that might harm some plants, but we build a lot of raised beds and uh, we build a cellar to, to handle the largesse and all the, but we have uh, fruit trees and everything. But gardening is part of but the gardening's part of it. And then in the mornings, just start with that. Oh yeah. One of our coaches taught us this cool thing called the, the, the five Tibetan rites. I don't, are you familiar with that? I'm not. Tell me about it. Yeah, and we have even videos that she produced yeah, that guide you through that. It's, part of, it's on our website. It's but, on our website. But um, yeah, so she started doing that. It, it's just a series of five exercises that you do each morning. And I guess the Tibetan monks have been doing it for who knows, Thousand probably years. thousands of years. Yeah. And you live, you claim to live longer because of it. But it's a really nice way to start the day. And it's just this series of five you do 21 reps of each one right and and so we have been incorporating that and other stretching and things that we do probably our 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 best more vigorous exercise is hiking sedona is a fabulous yeah. place for we, that we do a lot of hiking and when you visit sedona next then you will find some trails with us Nice. So where's the best place for people to find you? Do you ever do anything on social media or do you just direct them to your website? We'll have all the information in the show notes if they'd like to join your wonderful group. Yeah, we do have social media, but that's not really where it's more. Um, it's <laughs> we're not big social media people, so it may be more static in terms that we don't run uh, videos and things like that with just more notices about our thing. But I think our our vitality plan is where most everything's going on, and that's hwvitality.com. Right. And then if you want more news about the environment and, you know, the animal health and welfare, we still operate and keep functioning the healthyworldsedona.com website, which is, you know, it's broader based based on our mission, which includes the environment and animal health and welfare. And the monthly newsletter that Bev edits and I, contribute to as well uh this month i have an article in there about uh what just happened at uh, cop 28 you know the council the conference of participants in dubai of all about the setting the environmental parameters and then uh, trying to get countries to commit to reducing animal 
agriculture and moving toward more towards plant plant based. Yeah, but anyway, you can subscribe on either of our websites. Down, if you scroll to the bottom, you can subscribe to the newsletter, and that comes out every month and and lets people know what's going on. If we have a potluck going on, and since you've never been to Sedona, yeah, you have to visit. Come, come for one of our potlucks. That would be just totally yeah. Awesome. At Thanksgiving, which is our most fun potluck each year, we we actually have a tradition where everybody comes and they bring the the same usual food and have the interaction for a couple of hours, and then. People bring their musical instruments, including their voices and poetry or whatever they have, and we sit around and sing for another couple of hours. Uh, just, just having a, you know, th and that's the community thing. I mean, people used to to gather around the community, the piano in the uh, in the parlor in a person's home, and they'd stand around and sing. They entertained each other. And we're sort of reviving that concept. That's so cool. I love it. I just love what you guys are doing. And yes, I'd be happy. And now this, when you asked me to do something, is it, it's, it's live, right? I'm doing like a live presentation, like maybe a cooking demo or a lecture, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. The lunch and learn is live and it, it, it always includes time for Q and a, if it's a presentation right. and, um, or even cooking demo or however you want to handle that. It's some, some people take questions throughout, you know, and some at the end, but that's yeah, it's live. It's, it's always is it always during lunchtime? Because I do my sh my live show from eleven to twelve Pacific time. That's the only thing. As long as it's not at that hour, I'd be happy. Yeah, it's twelve to one on um, Mountain Standard Time. You know, Arizona doesn't change time zones, and so that would be in the it's, we're the same as Pacific in the okay. summer. And hey, let's then, do it in the summer then. And yeah, then, so I got a new book coming out next year and I can do like a little dessert class and maybe people will be interested in buying my book. That'd be fabulous. So yeah, to do that. Yeah. Let's uh, set up a time, maybe, maybe July. I, I can't well, remember. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fine. Cause the book comes out August 27th. If I did it in July, they maybe pre-order it. That'd be amazing. That would be perfect. Okay. So, but we'll send uh, just a, an example of what it's like to your, to your email address. Uh, we'll send like Dr. Clapper's uh, lunch and learn. So you'll say, oh, what happens at a lunch and learn? Here's what happens. And oh, you have lunch and you learn. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what it is. So <laughs> do you think, um, is your email the best way to contact yeah. well, you? We can talk about that after the show because this is. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, email's great. Email, text, you know, I, I get to I get to one of them eventually. So that the, the organization sounds wonderful. I mean, it really is quite affordable for almost everybody to join this. And I think God, God, it would make a great gift for somebody to just give somebody else a membership too. Right. We, we've actually. That is an option that we've, our we've website. Put, we put that out there in our December newsletter. Yeah. yeah, well, it's also, right, when somebody signs up, they can also gift a membership to somebody else. So. Right. Nice. Well, thank you guys so much for what you do. Oh, thank you, AJ. Thank you, thanks AJ. for, for Pleasure having... spending time with you. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back soon for another great show.